0: And a good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. We are show number 104 today uh, on this cold day in Central Illinois. Where we're recording the podcast for the Sports and Media Show. We're a week and a half away from the Super Bowl, and the, it seems like the NFL is uh, still the uh, the most talked about uh, thing going on in the world of sports and media right now, Joe.
1: Is that a bad thing? I, I was talking to some people there, and I know you were putting some stuff on Facebook, but... Um,
0: well, it's not bad for the NFL. That's but what I mean. If, so, and that's what they want.
1: What, what's going to get them to change? I'm, I'm saying unless they get – they usually get 100, 100 to 113 million people watch this game. Yeah. What's it going to take as far as a TV audience for them to actually want to act at all? Is it going to be 90 million if they only get 90 million? I still mm. don't think they're going to get under 100. I think – I think they're going to get at least 100
0: million. Oh, they're going to get 100 because you got two big markets and there's so much talk about it. But I mean, even though that like just before the show came on, they basically announced they're not going to overreact and do anything. Right. So I mean, unless people boycott the game, it's really not even people. They don't care about people. It's if the (laughs) average. I mean, they do, but they don't. The
1: advertisers care about the people. If the
0: advertisers boycott the Super Bowl or start thinking about maybe I shouldn't spend a million dollars for thirty seconds when the product is 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 tainted, and no matter what you say about Super Bowl Fifty Three because of what happened in the uh, in the Saints Rams game, this is a tainted title. I mean, the, the best team, or I don't know the best team isn't the right word, but the team that should be going to the Super Bowl is not going in the New Orleans Saints. Well, that
1: actually sort of happened in the other game, not nearly as Not nearly as egregious, egregious
0: like, but, I mean, you know, this was an obvious pass interference the entire— I uh, mean, I was watching, like, a show— Like My eyes were closed, and I know it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I was watching shows <laughs> where it was like nobody could not not call that, and they didn't call it. <laughs>
1: how, no, but here's the thing is, how? How did, how did that not get called— but, on the other hand, how many times does that call not get called during the regular season? And and, and to be fair to, to referees, Why? everybody makes mistakes. I know you hate them. Um, <laughs> uh, you hate well, them. it's just
0: – it's it's – it's beyond my capacity to even think. And it's not just they the fact...
1: They should be able to overturn them is what There should it is.
0: Here's what I talked to. We were talking about my buddy this morning, Jim, we were on the phone, and he said that we agree there should be an egregious rule in the NFL. It's called the egregious rule.
1: Egregious rule. The E-R. guy... The, E-R. hey, there you the go. guy
0: that sets up there in that's watching the game, that has contact with the head ref, if there is something so bad that happened on the field, and before the next play starts they have time to buzz down and say, stop the play, and they guy comes over and says, listen, your guys really missed this. This was so bad and so obvious that we have to make it a a reversal on this call. It needs to be done. I mean... It just—it's as simple as that. There, there is no question that this rule needs to be put into play, in my opinion, because that changed the course of NFL history for for this Super Bowl fifty-three.
1: Right? Do you, you think that this person should
0: be something
1: like the instant replay official out there could probably serve a dual oh, role? yeah.
0: Why not? I mean, mostly when it's that bad. Now you're going to have calls that are close, and you're going to have people then start crying and whining. Well, why wasn't the egregious rule put into play? The egregious rule needs to be above and beyond ridiculousness, where it is so obvious that a penalty, an own sportsmanlike conduct, a, you know, something was done on the field that is just absolutely above, way above the rules.
1: And this might even catch all that stuff that, that they know they can get away with, yeah. all the things... Um, you know, I- the throat
0: slashing that they banned a few years ago, the, 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 when the referee turns his back and, and some of the guys give him you know, the finger or whatever they're going to do. This, this has to be above and beyond the, the above and the beyond rule.
1: So, do you think um, in the Chiefs and the Patriots game, uh, one call that was not nearly as egregious is they said that it was roughing the oh. passer? And you, and, and you could see if you're looking at it from the wrong side that it could be. But, but, it, but if you see it from the right side, you see it could be corrected. So... Well, well, that's not egregious. Maybe what you're saying is it's clearly not the right call.
0: Yeah, that one probably wouldn't go into. That's just the Tom Brady gets away with everything rule. That is, <laughs> and that will eventually take <laughs> right. its hair out of the league when when Brady. I'm right. no, I'm not. I people I, laugh. Uh, you, you're not the only <laughs> people that laugh at me. But I am dead serious when I say this. <laughs> no, I like Tom Brady has changed the way we perceive football because he has brought into the league that you're not supposed to hit me. His sissiness and his constant whining and crying. Has has made refs not call anything on him that it's just ridiculous. That's why they do that. You know, when he he hit his – when his leg got broke that one year and he missed the year, ever since then, football has not been the same. It's the Tom Brady, you know, whininess rule. You know, you can't touch him. It's like – it's just amazing. I, there was so many worse hits this year in the NFL where people, you know, didn't get 15 yards. Brady gets hit in the shoulder pad by a guy who was at with when he had the ball in his hand. If you look at that, the ball is in his he was hand. He knocked the ball out of his yeah. hand. and doing. he still got a 15-yard penalty. You know, and a yeah, first
1: I'm, down that extended the drive yeah. that ended up being the drive that put him ahead and so you know allowed him to go into overtime. That is,
0: yeah. When Brady retires, hopefully football can kind of go back to the way it needs to be. I, I.
1: I don't know that I feel exactly the same way you do. Most people don't. I get it. <laughs> but I do believe that being Tom Brady, it's not unlike a top baseball pitch, a pitcher or hitter getting the call because of who they are.
0: Oh, like James Harden not getting called tra- right, traveling, right, LeBron James pushing off when he I, drives. I think
1: they're really holding back a lot. I think the biggest problem as far as Tom Brady this week is that the Chiefs have a really good defensive line. They blew it. They they didn't put enough pressure on him, and I don't know well, how you do. They have a good offensive line.
0: I would. I wish I would have done the study, and I can answer this question for you. If you go back and you look at the last twenty five Patriot playoff games, and 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 count how many times that the NFL NFL referees have called holding on the Patriots offensive line, I am going to guess, and I am not exaggerating, Joe, that it is less than three.
1: That would be interesting. That would, thats something that you can go through the tapes and find out. Yep. So, if anybody from the Athletic or somebody like that's just checking on this or NFL Films, they never get that called that for holding. That would be really interesting. To and say.
0: every team gets hauled for you're holding, about mostly
1: in the playoffs. In, in the, the playoffs, season? I'm saying yeah. if you
0: take the last 25 huh. games total, I bet the Patriots have been called three times for holding. They just don't get called for holding. Now, why is that? I don't know. I because every team holds. But they, team, that's the,
1: the problem: is that every team holds. And I, you and know, when do you call it? How do you call uh-huh. it? Really, the worst, the worst, the worst call in the Patriots game was not a call. It was that the defensive lineman for the Chiefs was offside on an interception. Oh yeah, that just—I mean—and you can't blame one person for a loss. But what bothers me about that game, anything—the over the the, the the pass interference or going or uh, roughing the penalty of, uh, passer. None of those bother me near as much as the overtime games, the way they're set up. I have hated this from the time Tim Tebow won the Broncos that uh, one time. The Steelers, yeah. I, I, mm. Was it the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, oh, so you're really yeah. either. Well, one. what but, I don't... But it's, it's ridiculous that both teams don't have an option. They can either oh. do the college rule where they put it at the 25-yard line. Or the Or maybe four, in the pros, four, we 40. could do the 40, right? Or... Just say, you're playing 10 minutes, and whoever's winning at the end, and if one team ends up having possession for eight minutes, tough, at least the other team has a chance.
0: I agree 100%, but I also believe that the can only do
1: it in the playoffs, because yeah. during the season, no, you it wears down the players. And, yeah. and the reason they won't do it in the season, I'm guessing, is that if a game ends at a certain time and it's the 1 o'clock game, it's going to go too much into the 4. Yeah, But maybe... You just do this for playoffs.
0: I think playoffs only. The other thing is the Kansas City Chiefs were the number one seed. What is the advantage of being the number one seed if you don't get the ball in overtime? Sure, you don't get a chance to call the coin flip. The the flip of a coin. uh, The flip of the coin, which you know, you no matter what you say, if you call heads, you're you're still bound to win more than lot. And the Patriots called heads. There's studies on that. But you, you got nothing. You didn't get the ball. You didn't get a chance, and you didn't get a call to call the coin flip. You There was no nothing gained for being the one seed when it goes into overtime. And the one seed should have some advantage or at least the ability to have a call. And they got nothing to do. They didn't get a chance to call it, and they didn't get the ball, and they're the one seed. Makes no sense. It's wrong. I, I like the idea of playing 10 minutes, maybe play 15 minutes the first quarter. and If it's still tied after that, then go down to 10-minute quarters. But something has to be done. But you know what will be done? It will be nothing will be done because the NFL fan is still going to watch the Super Bowl like you started this show off saying, and 110 million people are going to watch, and Anheuser-Busch and McDonald's are all going to pay a million dollars for 30 seconds, and life will go on because you just can't get people to change, but it will change. When it happens in New York or it would have happened in New England, then we might have saw change, but because it didn't happen in New York or New England, the status quo moves on.
1: The Saints fans, I heard that they were trying some class action suits, some fans, but that's going to go nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a rule that they wanted Goodell to impose that he does have a, a commissioner's rule where he can make him replay the last two minutes of the game after the penalty. It's never that's been happen, never yeah. been put in play. And, of course, Goodell, $40 million a year, not one interview this week. Nowhere to be found. In hiding, refuses to step up and man up and come out and say what needs to be done. Well,
1: that's a, ironically, if you're an NFL player who doesn't speak after a game, you get fined.
0: Yeah, but he won't say anything. And and I said for this Goodell Monday he morning. Also
1: allow the referees to talk.
0: Yeah. Goodell Monday morning should have went on a few shows or made a press conference and said this. We're suspending the, the, these two guys. They're under somewhat of just uh, a cloak of investigation and we are going to see how we can better make the game. But no, they do nothing. They, the only announcement that's been made by the NFL is they just made an announcement that they're not going to do anything uh, to basically react to the situation. But the other thing is that, oh, but they are going to investigate the laser that was being pointed by a Saints fan at Brady's chest because they're They are worried about that. Well, that that didn't have anything to do with the game.
1: They should do both things.
0: Yeah, but that's what they announced first, the, the Brady laser, and then they announced they're not going to do anything with the referees. It's so aggravating being. I can't imagine being a Saints fan. I'm already. I'm still mad from a Steelers fan from last year's Jesse James call, as well as the Chargers call this year, and of course the right. Phantom call against the Saints. Ironically, this year where we got called for pass interference with a touch, and uh, of course the Saints then. You know, I guess karma did bite the Saints in the butt, but that not any solace to Steelers fans or Saints fans after what happened. So it's a, it's frustrating time for NFL fans. Uh, but you know who's the most frustrated of all? The folks of St. Louis, Missouri. They, they are the their one team
1: finally made the Super Bowl again. Well, and
0: they are the one team that actually was going to build a stadium, had got some financing. he, in it. Wa-
1: he wanted to go to L. A. Yeah. He's from L. A. He's making the money for that. And so those
0: it, poor folks now see their, uh, they're not. Uh, really it wasn't their team to begin with, but their team for twenty years.
1: But they lost their original team, the Cardinals yep. in Arizona, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'll be curious to see when they'll make changes. I I used to defend, not really defend, but not attack Goodell like you and several other people do. Um, But he continues to have problems in his leagues. He continues not to address them. And as a result of that, we're talking negatively. And and part of it is like the old P.T. Barnum, whatever you say, spell my name right, which is I think there's part of that is helping the NFL. But there's a point, I wonder, I don't know what the point is by which it starts having a negative effect and people do start – pulling
0: away. I think, uh, well, yeah. first and of all, the audience Good- starts yeah. eroding. Goodell makes $40 million a year. He needs to be held accountable, and he needs to answer no, for his Absolutely. Lead. But what you said, I, I think I said it a while ago, until it happens to the Giants, the Jets, or New England, the Patriots, the, where the media is, you know, will 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 really put the NFL to task. The other media, the Saints don't have the media, the media power to put the NFL to task. The Steelers don't. None of the other teams really, maybe the Bears, if they really, really would have got, you know, something bad happen.
1: I don't think they would have even done this in New York.
0: Oh, I think so. I think the Giants and I think it would have been a, it would have been so much pressure with all the papers and and the sports channels there, no, I think.
1: Oh, it happened maybe Tony would take
0: care of it. <laughs> well, afterwards. there's that possibility. Randy. But uh yeah, it's it's it, it's a it's a good and bad time for the NFL cuz everybody's talking about them. you know. They say they, what's the one saying, you know, all publicity is good publicity, so everybody's talking about but, it.
1: But is it? We always say that and it seems to be I personally don't it seems don't. to be true I, in a I, lot of situations, but this
0: there are two other leagues I I that are starting professional football in the next two the years. XFL. The XFL in twenty twenty, the American Association of Football, whatever they're calling that, and right. it opens up like next in two or three weeks.
1: Nothing like competition,
0: and we'll see I, I, if they can get a good product and they get some cool looking uniforms, a couple of good players, also
1: good, good rules. Yep. Uh, maybe officiate uh, a little bit better i'm all in on instant replay by the way i used to not be but and um, there's, the
0: cameras are so good look at these little cameras we got here and how good they can be and they're, they're spending millions of dollars on cameras and all this they stuff
1: every angle every angle and, and that's
0: part of the reason the referees it's tough for them to call the game but when there's something so bad as what happened in the saints game
1: but i would also say that i don't think today's refs are worse than anywhere 20 years ago it's just we know about it yep.
0: now yep oh it's everywhere you know, it is absolutely everywhere. Yeah, they're making the same bad calls, but it was harder to see it's a, it's and regular and,
1: and, and in real time. These guys are flying everywhere. It's really difficult to be, but but there's a way to correct the errors on the field. Is the problem is so I don't I don't really blame the officials and refs on the field. They're trying the best they can, and these guys are good. I mean, you know, Kenny Baker, him and others did yeah. an oh, amazing yeah. job. But if we have a means by which to correct these egregious calls, let's do it. Yep,
0: they have to like start. Like you a, said. That's the one. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl uh, in, uh, in next week's show, who we think should have win and some of the breakdowns of that. Uh, Tony Romo will I'm, be –
1: I'm saying either Patriots or Rams. Yeah, that,
0: that's usually the shot there. Uh, I'm going
1: to
0: – I think it's a foregone conclusion, but we'll talk about it more next week. Tony Romo got great uh, reviews this week. He
1: called every stinking play. Yeah. Oh, you know these guys are over there. Oh, they got the small unit in. they're going to do this. Yeah. But when they could bring those back, he was predicting sometimes a play or two ahead.
0: Yeah, he knew exactly. You know, and that's the. And I think when people say it was funny because when he was a Cowboy he was quarterback, excited, he
1: was really excited. And it really, yeah. Calls aside, it was an exciting game. Yeah.
0: He, you know, w- when Tony was funny. It was when he was the cowboy quarterback, people the, he got so much crap because oh, small market quarterback, never won. But you can tell he was so intelligent for the game. It
1: wasn't because of him they didn't win.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. No, they had no defense and they wouldn't get him any help for a long time. And then they, when they get did get him help, and it was they didn't T have a O. Way back in yeah. some years too, right? Uh, and so you could see that if he would have ever got to really stay healthy and had a little bit of help on defense around him, uh, I think he could have got, got a, a team. Too. They got a two team to a Super Bowl. So, uh yeah, it really good news for Eastern Illinois University, where this is being broadcast from, is that you know. Tony Romo is going to be on the Super Bowl, and we'll see how many plays he calls there.
1: I don't think he's going to, I mean, I don't think he wants to coach. He's having, I think he's having so much fun doing what he's doing. Why would you want to
0: work 90 hours a week when you can work 12 to 15?
1: Right, I mean, because I'm <laughs> probably about six hours to prep for a game or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe well, that I'm stuff's wrong. all he's twelve. I yeah. don't
0: know. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, you know, for the Super Bowl, you obviously going to prep more. But I mean, on an average week, they're home for three or four days, and they get their 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 packets and they, they read and they, you know, around your own house. And it seems like he's having fun. Oh, he's he's and having he's a great time. he's made
1: a ton to of it. money. This isn't someone who hasn't already made a lot of money as a football player. Oh, and it's Skechers and of
0: all of the money. other people that right. support so him. So he's
1: so. fine. He's probably still has some more contract. I would I will be disappointed if he becomes a coach not because I don't think I think he'd be an exceptional coach because He's become one of my favorite announcers watching the game.
0: I don't think there's any way he will become a coach in the near future. Now, you know, everybody's shtick does run to an end. Maybe 10 years from now, people ah, you know, we're tired of Romo guessing the plays. And maybe at that point, you know, he's made $14,000 million. But, He'll want to be a coach. In I don't know. Maybe not. People aren't tired of Al Michaels. They're what, not tired. What,
1: what, what do you like about him? It's not. It's, it's, I, I like that he does a call. Like That's the not fa- what I like best about him. It's I fun. like
0: the fact his energy level's high. Yes, I love that. He He That's genuinely is having fun. He, yes. he, he, it's like i he, hey, remember the ahead. first time your dad took you to a baseball game yeah, sure. and you're at you're at whatever yankee stadium or, right. or whatever it is and you're just like you're amazed that you're there it's like the first time i walked into bush stadium when i'm 6 years old to watch right, the cardinals sure. play i'm just like my eyes are big and the grass is so green like they said in that movie yes. I, you know yes. and you're just amazed that you're there he is like that every game. He's like a kid, he's every in, fan. A kid in the candy store. Yeah, he's every fan. Perfect sled. So that's what I think I like the most about it. That's a great, that's a great description. You know,
1: he, I completely, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And been, i or, or, or it's even like someone who's in the bar yeah. or, or a restaurant or wherever it is. It's, it's so excited about. Look at this game. I, I'm not really. picking It's like pies. the first time
0: like- you ever saw. Like <laughs> you know, oh this wow, this is real. Uh, and he just—he genuinely is having a blast. And I think, except
1: he knows more than you and I. Oh, he knows a lot. And everybody who's watching—he's apparently yeah. the opposing defensive coordinator. Well,
0: I told my buddy the day. <laughs> here's the problem with defensive coordinators in the National Football League: they are so worried about when they scheme of scheming space. Instead of scheming players, yeah. Have you keep hearing that, oh, well, th- this guy's job is to cover this space, and I, that drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't care about space. I Wondering
1: why they don't do more man to man, but I don't. I, I, well, it's not even man to man. I don't know the game
0: to the level of these coordinators, so I can't really say. I think you know. It's I understand the, the space of the theory, but sure. you cannot let Julia Edelman not be guarded.
1: Well, they also, <laughs> at least what Tony <laughs> Romo was saying, it was very. They knew exactly the play they were going to yeah. run every time too. Yeah. And then afterwards, of course, they got rid of their defense Yeah,
0: and and Bob, uh, who I, you know, now they're thinking about Rex Ryan going to be the defensive coordinator there, or Spagnola, I think they said. So we'll Spagnola is really good,
1: but uh, Ryan's pretty good defensive coordinator too. But and yeah, I, mean, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, that was such a close game that came down to.
0: The Chiefs, the Patriots got the ball in overtime. That's they, what it came down to. As,
1: as soon, I don't know how you felt, but as soon as they flipped the coin, I went, and the Patriots were like, I went to my wife, I, I said, started cleaning up. over.
0: Yeah, I started cleaning up the front room I was in because I was going to head back to the bedroom. Right. I, I knew got, they were going to score. You knew. Yeah, you knew they were going to.
1: And I knew if the Chiefs got the ball, Mahomes knew they, was they were going to score. Because yeah. Mahomes, I'll tell you what, he really showed he has
0: that game. Even though. He a lot has the uh,
1: cojones, can we say that? The
0: it factor, whatever you want to call right. it. He's got Moxie. I love the word Moxie. Moxie, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know, he's got it. I mean, I looked at my son, Derek, and I said,
1: He's going to be a good player. I don't know how mind. the Steelers
0: get to the Super Bowl in the next 10 years with Mahomes in the league. Right. I mean, you know, barring injury or, you know, everybody's one bad year, maybe, but I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's, yeah, that's how I look at it. You know, as a Steeler fan, you always think you can go, just like the Giants always think they're going to go. But then you think, man, how do you get through Mahomes? No, I don't think Because Brady going will retire. <laughs> Brady is going to retire, you know, eventually, and I don't think Phillip Rivers is getting any better. And then you look around the AFC, there's really not any other Maker Mayfield, maybe, but you don't know, he's got to prove the himself. The
1: Chiefs are, are They're set. I mean, like, my wife was like, You're right. He does look like a shortstop turning a double play, yeah. going to his right and flinging it left. And oh, my God. I love that kid. He's the most exciting thing to the NFL. And you know
0: what he's doing right now? He's making Kyler Murray so much money.
1: Well, but how tall ath- is Mahomes? Six foot. I
0: don't. You know, it's just like John Gruden said. We have got to quit worrying about height and yeah. start looking about athletic ability. He and is. athletes doesn't matter who you are. If you're an athlete, you are going to make it in in some sport. And and Kyler Murray's is an athlete. Mahomes is a super athlete with the height and the arm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're they're the, the NFL is a little bit of a switch now. Go into those uh, bigger, faster, or the athletic, athletic quarterbacks instead of the, the right. prototypical 6'4", stand in the pocket and, you know, chuck Andrew it. Andrew Luck. Like, there's yeah.
1: an Andrew Luck against yeah Yeah. And so. Who's also exceptional. You can, yeah. You can do it either way.
0: You can do it either way, for sure. Uh, so we'll be excited. Baseball Hall of Fame, I know you're excited about this one. This
1: is uh, this is probably the first Hall of Fame voting in I don't know how many years that I'm satisfied I don't. I don't really. I mean, it's, I mean for the voting. I'm not talking about Harold Baines. They, there's no way I think he's a Hall of Famer. We've already talked about that. Great guy, great player, but not a Hall of Famer. But in the voting itself, by the by the Baseball Writers Association of America, I think they nailed it. First of all, Mariano Rivera. There's no way he's not, a, he shouldn't be a unanimous choice. And he shouldn't have been the first one, of yeah. course. But he absolutely deserved to be 100% because no one was better at that position ever, not even close. And that I like the fact the, the one the guy season. who
0: said he wasn't going to vote for him ended up voting for him. I think he him. got a lot of pressure. I, yeah, You don't know, would have never now. So it was Rivera, <laughs> okay. Holiday, Ed,
1: uh, well, Edgar Martinez. Edgar
0: Martinez. And who's and Mike, Mussina. Mike Mussina? Yes, I forgot. So to-
1: Edgar Martinez, they named the DH after him. Of course, he should be the Hall of Fame. In that, I'm glad that there was an arc of him. Finally, people appreciating him, and that's because writers have been talking about a whole yeah. lot. Um, and then, of course, Roy Holiday. I think he may have gotten in if he hadn't died anyway. If not, he would have maybe in the next couple of years. But he probably would have but at a lower percentage. He's definitely was a dominant player for about seven a, to yeah. nine years. He had just a short career. But then again, so did Sandy Koufax.
0: Well, and he was dominant for the seven, no, the eight, nine years. I think years. as good as
1: Koufax, but.
0: Yeah, he deserved to get in. I mean, there's another, you know, he, and, he threw the per, and he threw a no-hitter in, in the postseason, which has only been done twice. Think about something that's only been done twice in the Major League history.
1: Right, him and Don, Don Larson in so. the 56 World Series. Yeah. against the Dodgers. Then we also had the um, Mike Mussina, I thought, was always a bubble guy. I was shocked how much in the last two years previous to this that he leaped. He had 270 wins, was an exceptional... He was one of the best pitchers in a league at a time where it was being dominated by Randy Johnson and Greg Maddox and and, and Roy Holiday. You had these exceptional ones. But Mussina was in that group always. He just never had that he had one or two seasons. One was because of a strike. He probably didn't win it because of that. He had exceptional postseasons yep. with Baltimore and with the Yankees. To be fair, um, so
0: does he go in with a Yankee or an Orioles? Oh, cap? he, he,
1: he says not going with either one. That's
0: good. I'm glad he said. I uh, did not hear he's that.
1: Been, he's had ten. He had ten seasons. With, I think in Baltimore and eight with the Yankees. It's tough. He's. He, I heard him on an interview last night in, uh, after the All-Star. I, yeah. He doesn't do many interviews. As a matter of fact, he coaches his, his son's high school basketball game. Oh, really? He, he lives in the small town outside of Philly. That's awesome. And he just he, he's, he's to himself. He's a guy who's from Stanford. Before games, he used to knock out New York Times crossword puzzles. <laughs> a real cerebral guy, but Mariano Rivera, they were interviewing him, and they said, and, and Jeter, too, and they said, Man, Mussina was the guy who worked really hard. He wasn't just smart, but he found a way. And they said, we knew that when he was older, he was going to be a good pitcher because he knew how to pitch. It wasn't just his speed early on, 94. Because when you think knuckle curve, he's the first cu- pitcher I think of. He had that yeah. outstanding knuckle curve. The same way Mariano Rivera is, you know, the da Don Kutta. of the Cutter. The Cutter. And there was an interesting story that in the 2006 or 8 All-Star game, Mariano Rivera showed Roy Holiday how to throw it. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. that story came out recently. The, I think... Um, Someone in the Athletic uh, posted something on that.
0: So there's your Baseball Hall of Fame, and it was good. Rivera, you know, he obviously was the best ever. And okay, so, but here's it, one thing things connected yeah. to it.
1: Next year, the only guy coming out is going to be in. Derek Jeter. should be 100% too. Um, I don't know that he will, but he's definitely in. There's no doubt. I don't know about. if he's 100%er, though. He's at least 90, right? Yeah. He's going to be in. Is anybody else going in? Because the PED people, the uh, Bonds and Clemens, only got about three to five percentage points higher. They're still below 60%. I'm wondering if suddenly a lot of people are like, yay, and then, "Eh, I'm not so sure about this. We're getting close. Maybe I don't want to vote for them. They cheated. Not that they couldn't have been in otherwise, but it'll be, don't you think i will be very curious over the I next don't, year to see?
0: I think as time goes on, they're going to inch up like that. I don't know if they go in next year, but I think in the next five years they're going to go in. I'm going to again put my. No, no,
1: they have three more years. They only have
0: three more. Okay. I think it's three after okay. this year. Okay, maybe that last year when people are like, you know, what if we don't do it now, we're going to people are going to look back on us and, and you know. And and say as sports writers we didn't do our job. I don't know.
1: Or we'll say you protected the integrity of the game. Yeah, I don't a, know the answer. I mean yeah. I, I'm go I go, you know me. I sometimes I'm hoping, yes, they should. No, they should. I'm really torn on this. I'm really torn on I'm it. I'm
0: more worried about Fred McGriff getting in because
1: McGriff, I think
0: who by the way has better stats than Edgar Martinez if you look at him.
1: Uh maybe, but I, I still think that Edgar Martinez was a more dangerous hitter across the board. He was really dangerous. That 2,500 hits. That's nothing to say. More home runs. I know, but Edgar Martinez was more winning.
0: everything other not than average. on base percentage
1: or batting average. Yeah. He had about a 40 points higher batting average. Again, nothing against McGriff, but M- Edgar Martinez was the most dangerous right hand hitter I've ever seen in, 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 in my lifetime.
0: He had a great, you know, he had a, that great run with the, uh, with, uh, you know, with A Rod and who's the other great player on that team? Oh, with the Mariners. Ken Griffey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely.
1: There you go. There, But, um, Fred McGriff, I think there's no doubt after what happened with Baines, is getting in next year or the year after with that uh, modern players, don't you think?
0: Oh yeah. NBA ratings are way down as we saw we switched to basketball Why pro. is that? Well, a lot of them think it's cuz you know that there's no the East the Eastern Conference is down and that's your first wave of people watching. No LeBron in the East. The East doesn't have a dominant team this year. The Celtics are not near as good. The Sixers are kind of dysfunctionally good if that makes sense. The Pacers are really the good, Raptors but Pacers
1: are really good. But
0: they're in Toronto and they I you know. know never really you know, they're not that national audience. The Pacers are good. No no major stars. Small market. Bulls are horrible. Uh, and so that kind of takes the East out. then all the stars are out West. The Warriors are, you know, right now just getting. They're, re- back. <laughs> they're back. They're, they may <laughs> the on, next, they're back. They might win the next. They may not lose a game through the finals. <laughs> let's face it. They
1: have found a way to get there. They had a kumbaya moment between Kevin Durant yeah. and Draymond Green. And they finally realized, oh, let's get about halfway yeah. through this year. Let's start w- knocking off teams. But score, let's score. 51 points in the first quarter against the team that's yeah. in first to take over first against Denver. That, yeah, they're loaded. And that, so that's and
0: the only thing I can think, is the Warriors are the only team really worth watching because of that it factor, but I, I, I think people aren't watching because, let's face it, I don't know who else could win the NBA championship other than the team that plays them by happenstance in the finals, because it looks like to me the Warriors, with basically five All-Stars, are going to glide through the uh, even the West, which is tougher, but... I don't think I don't see the Rockets beating him. I don't see the Blazers. I don't see the Nuggets. The Lakers are struggling. The Spurs are average. I'm, I'm probably forgetting a team or two. Sacramento is on is going to be decent, but well,
1: I, I, with with Kuzma being in the Lakers, and you've got LeBron coming back healthy, and the Alonzo Ball, can, Alonzo Ball coming, he's back. out four to six weeks now, right? If, but but by the playoff times, if they can all be healthy, I think the Lakers will be one of the most dangerous eight seeds that there's ever been in the oh, NBA. Yeah. Uh, because of but the, they're not going
0: to knock off the Warriors as the one, though. No. Although,
1: so. I read a story yesterday, you know, it's someone behind the scenes is on the Golden States saying they're worried about him, but they're, they're, no, they're not. I mean, the way that Thompson's knocking down threes the other day, and Steph Curry, the most amazing long-distance shooter in the history of the game, even including Pete Maravich, I mean, just unbelievable, the shots that he's taken. I don't know why the numbers are down though. I think well, you've had a, the, I think when football season ends, I think the numbers will. Yeah, go I think off.
0: numbers go back up. It's been a good football season. College football was exciting. had yeah, big names in the final four again, and you know, and and you know, baseball had a good season. So as you kind of wrap around now, it's start I had one of my questions was on here: is college hoops? You know, same way with me. I don't watch a lot of college basketball. I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch, it watch the they all, NBA. These one
1: and dones, this yeah. have taken. So I can't keep up with the players yeah. as much
0: now. So I, you know. You, now that football is there's only really one game left, you start watching more basketball. Maybe the ratings spike in in NBA and college, but I don't know. I want to get into one other subject. We obviously we went past our time again, but we seem to do that a lot. I, I don't know if you saw the Illinois High School Sports Association as well as Indiana uh, came out with <laughs> like a little informational piece for fans not to yell at the refs anymore. Did you see this? <laughs> and and the reasoning was this: is they're running out of refs in sports.
1: But you know, it really is horrid. I mean, they they need to they need to. I think I remember in youth soccer, they said, parents can't say a darn thing on the sidelines. And we were like, tough. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with yelling encouragement. There's nothing yell wrong for any of that stuff. But I've been on the sidelines, and I've heard some of the things people say, particularly, I remember in middle school, bas- girls basketball, for God's <laughs> sake. These basketball refs are so close to the crowds that if they don't do something, why would you want to? I mean, they're calling you every name in the book. Uh, decorum is out the door in politics, and it's filtered down, or maybe it's filtered up. I don't know which Mixed way it's gone. Every way. Uh, but I, I don't know that that's going to resolve anything it, unless you start going. You're out. You're out. They're going to have to start getting people out of the game if they're going to do that. I think it's a right idea. I don't know how well they're going to implement it. Well, I
0: don't know I, how well it's going to be done. But that the way. whole thing is they've been. Is it is the is the rationale? You know, don't yell at the refs because we're, we're not getting any new refs. It isn't our responsibility as fans or parents or taxpayers to to get referees. It's the IHSA, a multi-million dollar business that doesn't disclose their taxes. Oh no, no, there's a lot. G- we get, could do who, a whole couple yeah, of shows yeah, on IHSA. Yeah, so, you know, it's not our. It's our. Uh, in my opinion, it's not our job. I get it. You know, it's you can't yell derogatory stuff, call names. But if it's a bad call and you, oh, that was traveling or something, I get that. Don't tell me I can't say that as a paying fan and taxpayer. But you can't be derogatory I don't or think be they're mean.
1: They're talking about
0: that. I don't know what they're talking about. I they were very. Very unclear in, their st- in the in the letter. Uh, but because they wanted to make sure everybody, well, there just won't be sports if we can't find refs. Well,
1: they have <laughs> refs. they they pulled me once for a middle school softball game to call balls and strikes, and I believe me, I stink
0: at it. Here's uh, the idea: if you pay the people a proper amount, don't take a little funding fee out for yourself during the state playoffs, which right. they do to all the refs, maybe you wouldn't have this problem. But you know, release your taxes and then we'll talk. I just say. I think
1: the refs should start teeing people up, saying, "If if I get anything, the you know, I'm gonna." Uh, you know, toss people, and if they don't go, somebody—I yeah. don't know if it, if it's on the home team that kick them out because it's not really. I don't think the refs are going. Ah, oh, you stink! That's terrible. It's the really horrible things that they're yelling, the people down low that they're hearing yeah. about them. That's the stuff that that that's really horrible. One last thing. I know we're gone. Think about it. Maybe even for the next week is. Everybody says this was a horrible call with the Saints and the Patriots. I still think around here, just whisper in some Cardinal fans' ear. Don, Dinkins- Don Dinkinger. Don And they will start foaming at the and <laughs> spitting at you about the 85 World Series. So this is nothing was, new. It, and, you and, know, and
0: and so. I was going to. One of my subjects I want to get to today, and we were running out of time, is what were what ha- are the worst call, calls ever in sports? And I, I thought about the Dinkinger call, uh, you know, there. And, and then obviously this weekend's uh, the Saints game where. In my memory of sports, are two of the biggest for sure. There's probably more. We'll we'll do a little research, each of us, next week, and we'll we'll bring that up. Absolutely. Cool. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Thanks.